Hey, podcast hey. listeners, this is this pod thing of ours. This is the episode three intro. Told you last week we're going to try and do this from now on. We still don't have a sponsor. So if you are interested in paying us to do this, Bye, we will mention your company here and the seven people that listen. We have gained a listener. Uh, we'll, uh, they might use your We're services. up to seven? <laughs> or is it just another? Well, how many relatives do you have? <laughs> that actually listen exactly what two uh there's not really much to intro in this podcast uh other just, than just we're sorry we're sorry what happened was is we thought we could do better by positioning the mic in a spot on the couch so that we could lean back and spare our spare our backs from hurting at the end of it mm. and it, it turns out we were just too comfortable that's what happens in life it's a good life lesson there when you get when you get comfortable yeah yeah, your work tends to slip. There's a, there, I, I don't know it, but there's a very popular um, uh, Hebrew or, or Jewish... Um, Hard J, bro. <laughs> Jewish? <laughs> we'll cover that in the next <laughs> intro. There's, there's some, I, I don't know what you call them. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a rabbinic, it's a rabbinical phrase or a rabbinical teaching. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey, Legion, this, is, intro this is intro three. Can, <laughs> can you can it? Can you can it? Here, it's son. just the ice cream truck. Let it go. You're lactose intolerant anyway. <laughs> hey, we're sorry. Anyways, there's a rabbinical phrase about lobsters don't get bigger until they put themselves under pressure and get uncomfortable, and then they shed their shell. And they So, you know, lesson learned. We got too comfortable, and this episode's only like an hour and five and I don't, I don't that know. That was because we were saving people from us. <laughs> we realized now we did five. that for you. Yeah, we, that was for you. But the point is, just enjoy it. Point being, enjoy it. If you're not loving it, the next one's pretty good. Hey, we have a comment section. You know, tell us what you're not, what you're not liking, what yeah. you're, what you are. Sure, suggestions. You know, if you know what, you know what'll happen. I've learned this with like things I've created before, like written work or songs I've written. The one that I dislike the most ends up being the one that people compliment me on the most. Hmm. So you never know. With episode three, people might end up loving it. Yeah, like you thought you didn't have a good voice for for uh, radio slash podcasting. I still don't. I've heard differently. Oh, really? I told you this. I have fans? No, you didn't tell me this. Yeah. Who likes my voice? I don't want to use, throw their name out there. All right, we'll say it off the air. Yeah, I'll tell you off the air. All right, we're off the air. Sean Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's the end of the uh, intro here. We're going to roll into the episode. Um Sorry in advance. Intro to the intro. One love. And hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the third uh, episode of this pod thing of ours. I am your host, Brent. And Austin. We we just got cannolis, (laughs) so... Preemptively. It's not going to be on the show this time, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but today we are going to cover, I'm going to tilt this guy here a little bit. We are going to be covering episode three of The Sopranos. Denial, anger, and acceptance. We've already talked a little bit about it. We've actually done some show prep on this one. Uh, I want to thank everyone. If you're listening to this episode, it means that you tolerated the first one mm. enough to get through to the second one. You may have laughed a little bit there. And uh, so now you're here with us for episode three. And uh, if anyone's wondering, no, I will not apologize for shitting on (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Yeah, he's really concerned about it. Apparently there were family members that might have also been working there at the time. I just realized that I was was a little harsh on the people there. And it occurred to me after we did that, that aside from the face of a manager or two, I don't remember anybody that I worked with. But you do remember them calling you Mr. Brent. Well, yeah, all the managers, one in particular, called me Mr. Brent. He actually bought my truck. I drove a 1990 Dodge Ram at the time. Truck nuts? Uh, no. No. Too, too early. No, no. But it did have a sweet velvet ceiling mm. with like, it was crushed velvet with roses and it smelled like Swisher Sweets on the inside. Oh. But it stalled all the time. And I remember telling him that, like, just so you know, this truck stalls a lot. It stalls a lot when I'm turning left, sometimes just in the middle of driving, like the engine stalls. You got to put it in park and restart it to to free it up. And he knew that going into it. And I had not worked at Chick-fil-A for a while. And I went in there one day and I saw him and I asked him how he was doing and how the truck was working out because he got it for his landscaping business. Mm. And he was like, oh, I got rear-ended like week one. That thing's total. (laughs) 
He's like, damn thing stalled on me. Like, well, yeah. You did tell him. Full, I disclo- full disclosure. Full disclosure. It's going to stall on you. Right. Yeah, I never, I get in an argument with my dad all the time about, about car engines, about how a V6 or a V8 engine is better than a, a four-cylinder, but that was a V8 1990 Dodge Ram that had one problem after another. And every kid I knew in high school had a 100,000-plus mile Honda Civic that just, you know, ran super well. It's like, oh, yeah. how is that the inferior engine? Not to mention, I mean, you fill up your tank back then. Oh, yeah, well, that was for a week. That's what made me mad about working at Chick-fil-A. I get a $35 paycheck, and it all goes into the gas tank. $35 paycheck? That's not a, that's not a joke. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. It's was like, that after the tithing? Was is that uh, you know you you know I I'd have to go back and, and really research it. I would not be surprised if they held out ten percent for you. What's funny is after I left Chick Fil A, same same parking lot, went to work for Hobby Lobby. Oh. So I managed to work for the South's two most famous Christian-owned businesses, oh, all yes. within the senior year of high school. Hobby Lobby was the best job I ever had as a part timer. Really, I worked in the framing department. For a v- and the manager of the framing department was a very sassy gay man named Todd who did not take shit from anyone. <laughs> At Hobby Lobby, you're supposed to wear your vest with your name on it, but the air conditioning units were broken in the back corner where framing was. And every time Tim, the manager who had a wandering eye and was a little handsy with the girls, would come back and, and get on to Todd about me not wearing my vest... Todd would just like light up like, you fix the fucking air conditioning <laughs> and then we'll put on our fucking vest, Tim. And until you do that, I don't see why he or I should have to wear the fucking thing. Priorities. You just get, uh, you just get lit up. And I was like, this guy's cool because, you know. And that I'm... changed everything for you, didn't it? <laughs> that's where he, it's where it all turned. That's where it all, but he was a cool guy to work for and uh, he made, he made a, a miserable job interesting. Working in the framing department at Hobby Lobby. Speaking of jobs in Chick Fil A, I've I've wanted to I wanted to bring this up. I feel like this is good podcast banter. I ate Burger King for lunch today. Okay. And I wish I, you probably have friends like this. I wish I was the kind of guy who thought fast food was was gross, because I do think I it's do, gross, but I still eat it. I still eat yeah. it too. It's like. I've had more McDonald's in the last two weeks than I can count. Well, I said last night we should start out tonight with Big Macs. I know. Delicious shame. I know, but it, uh, it's just so awful. <laughs> but it's well, so Bur- Burger good. King is, I think, I mean, they are ranking the, tiers of they disgustingness. They I think the that flame bur- broiled beef pan. No, there's a rule here, and, I, and there is a rule here. <laughs> my my brother Taylor, who uh, uh, please do subscribe. Uh, <laughs> Is is a, he had a very concrete and absolute rule which I uh, haven't had a chance to abide by, but I do believe in without even trying it. If you're if you wanting Burger King, you you must not go unless you see smoke arising from the Burger King. That means the flame grilled uh, <laughs> operation is in is in force because otherwise you go in and you're getting a burger that is probably. At best, 30 minutes old. <laughs> At worst, might be from the lunch rush. Okay. I can get behind that. So look for smoke, people. If you're if you're at Burger, if you're craving a Whopper. I never get the Whopper. Do you remember the Big King? I it, had, was a, it was a knockoff. It was a straight well, knockoff yeah, of the a, Big Mac. It's a, yeah, it's, an, it's exactly what but it I was. But I just didn't agree with that business model. You, you don't need to compete. The Whopper and the Big Mac are forever in, in contest. Yeah, but they're they're just so different. The Big Mac's got cheese and sauce. The Whopper is just it's there's there's no cheese on a Whopper. Veggies. That's the only difference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm not. I don't want a veggie sandwich with some with some meat patty on it. I want a damn cheeseburger. Yeah. Lettuce and tomato is an afterthought. I had Wendy's today. If we're gonna go down this wormhole, I'm glad we're on the same page. Like. Mm, should I do Wendy's or McDonald's or Burger King? I just today? feel like Wendy- Ooh, Crystal. Let's go to Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do Crystal. I just feel like Wendy's is classier. Yeah, I think that way. Everybody thinks this way about everything. It's like, you know, McDonald's, least healthy. Uh, Burger King, maybe next. Wendy's is better because it's fresh, never frozen. And then Chick-fil-A, I mean, you may as well be, you know, running on a treadmill while you eat lunch because right. it's so good for you. But it's not. It's all terrible. Yeah. It's all bad for you. But, uh... Continue. I, you were at you were at Burger King. I got myself a, a Bacon King Jr. 
Okay. Which I'm a big fan of the bacon king, but that's just it's like eight pounds of meat. Mm. You can't you can't eat it all. Midday. It's, yeah. Oof. God, yeah. Like I always, when I drive past the Crystal, if it's lunchtime, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and then when I'm done, it's like, why did I do that? And then, because I don't have a gallbladder, it's a race to the office. <laughs> Every red light. That's no joke. Oh. You know, I think as Louis C.K. had that joke about every shit is an emergency. <laughs> when you don't have a gallbladder, if you're going to eat some crystal, it's an emergency. My problem with crystal was I found that, and mind you, it's been, I Lord, uh, maybe seven, eight years since I've had crystal. But I noticed I was using like two or three ketchup packets per crystal. Hmm. I think that's the only way to make it worse. <laughs> I don't put ketchup on a crystal. Oh, it's so good. I get I get four crystals with cheese off the grill. I learn the lingo I go to crystals so much. Off the grill means they skip the mustard and, pi- and pickles. They just onions. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like four tiny patty melts. It's just meat, onions, and cheese. And it's good. I feel like this is heavy. Most of these most of these episodes have been heavy on food. <laughs> and the worst kinds of food. <laughs> well, you want to talk about hummus for a while? I, I don't. <laughs> I like hummus, but I, it's not something I buy. My, it's, a, it's like you go to a party and there's hummus. I'll yeah. eat it. Well, yeah. My point is I have friends who are so repulsed at just the thought of McDonald's, like on an ideological level, that they won't touch it. No. They, won't, they won't. And I'm like... I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's gross. It's there's probably carcinogens in the French fries. Like I'm probably you know it's like should I smoke five cigarettes or eat a Big Mac? Like <laughs> e- either way, it's going to be just as detrimental to my health. Both. But it tastes good. Mm. I'm someone, but I am someone who can enjoy a quarter pounder, and then for dinner, I could go have some you know some smoked duck with you know roasted vegetables that. Some fancy ass restaurant downtown. Bouge. <laughs> I can Straight go. Bouge. I can go both ways. I'm not. Uh, I'm not bound to the fast food or the or the high end. <laughs> I think we should go highbrow now. Let's talk about high culture. I think we've <laughs> we've, we've dealt we've dealt in the in the doldrums long enough. Well, I do want to ask, what what's your favorite Burger King fry? Because they've changed them like four times in my lifetime. See, I, I I'm just gonna circumvent the question and say there there isn't anything like a checkers fry. Ooh, yeah. Checkers. If you're, if you're if we're going to the fry game, for me... Checkers I mean, or rallies, depending on what region of the country region you're in. country in, sure. I mean, and then it's after that, it's Curly Q's from Arby's. I will say this. I yeah. did. I hadn't had Arby's in a long time. I was working. I was down in South Georgia, down near the, ra- the race racetrack, <laughs> which there is a race this weekend if you're a fan of NASCAR. Uh, please do subscribe. NASCAR fans, NASCAR, please subscribe. Please subscribe. <laughs> uh, and it's just funny. When you're down in that area, Hampton, coming up down 36 and everything... Uh, it is literally like nothing for 20 miles. And then every there. fast food restaurant <laughs> chain you can imagine. Well, they know their audience. For half a mile. <laughs> and then nothing. And then 10 miles later, every fast food chain imaginable for another half mile. And I, I was hungry. And I was like, you know, I don't really want a burger. I, I'm really, I'm over Chick-fil-A. I just am. I, I eat it a lot. I ate Chick Fil A the day after episode one after shitting after so, shitting on yeah, it for twenty for sure minutes. because it just comes back. <laughs> but I stopped at Arby's. I, I had a, a regular roast beef, medium curl. I tried to keep it normal. Let's do. Let's eat as a normal person would, not as a, a fat piece of shit. You don't have to go super size, right? You, you don't, don't have to. Now, I, it was hard, <laughs> and I didn't ring the bell. I miss <laughs> you know ring bell for good. It was good service. I was just upset that it myself, so I didn't. Ring the bell for not supersizing. <laughs> but I got a regular number one, regular size, small curly, and I didn't even get a soft drink. I got unsweet tea. Mm. That was my that was my rationale. This is was like if I'm gonna eat yeah, <laughs> if I'm gonna eat at the Arby's, I'm gonna get an unsweet tea. Because now every every everywhere you see they have the, the calorie read. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know. Yeah. So in my mind, I always convince myself that half of the calorie reading is the, the soft drink. Yeah, they're factoring that in. Right. I know they are. And they're assuming you're getting Coca-Cola. I just yeah. that's always what I assume. But I ate it, and I have to admit, I it was, once it just hit rock bottom, it it wasn't staying there. I, I, crazy story. I pulled in, it was a, not a QT, mm. 
it was a QP and it was a straight ripoff. The whole thing was a, a straight QT. What stand for? Quick, I, I don't quick know. Quick place? They, probably. <laughs> and I, I didn't have time to quick ask. Quick pit. Perfect. Because we're of down, the race yeah, we're, we're in Hampton. I'll pat myself on the back. And I felt really bad. It was one of the rare bathrooms that still requires a key. Mm. And I knew I was going to have to buy something. So in the <laughs> middle of my yakking... Ooh. Up, yeah, it was bad. Ooh, that way, yeah, I was expecting the other. No, it was bad. In the middle of my yakking up this sandwich that I had eaten about five ten minutes before, uh, I was like, "I'll just get gum." That seemed, <laughs> that seemed to be the most reasonable purchase. So I bought a a gum and a, and a smart water, which coincidentally down there is not a big seller. Full rack of smart waters. Yeah, Coca Cola was almost empty though. Well, I'm sure they're cleaning out a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> race sponsors were doing really well down there. No M&Ms, no peanut M&Ms on the shelf at all. No. no. My favorite, t- well, I'll tell this and then we'll get off the fast food topic. <laughs> Look, I tried, people, I tried. Oh, yeah, we're, it's only been 13 minutes. We're doing fine. <laughs> I, I really did try to transition my, off the fast food. This is my favorite fast food story. It involves my wife. I think, I don't know if we were married or dating at the time. Uh. But uh, we decided to hit up a McDonald's for lunch. We're coming back from somewhere. Mm. And uh, this is, I mean, this is credit where credit's due. She she can put the food away because we get up to the, to the drive-thru and I said, what do you want? She said, I want a double quarter pounder, large fry. Sick. But I want a Diet Coke. <laughs> like, okay. So we order. I go for the regular quarter pounder because I don't, you know, I'm I'm a fat guy, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't play like that. Can I, we'll get right back to that. You know, the, the quarter pounder. Quarter pounder is the only sandwich at McDonald's that uses real onions. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes I do with know the, that. the hydrated. I do know that because when I order one, I specifically say I would like the hydrated onions. Oh, because I don't like oh. I don't like the real the onions. Big Mac onions. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm like and I didn't used to know what to call them. I'd be like, I want the quarter pounder, but I want I want the tiny like pop rock onions instead <laughs> of the raw ones. They're like, oh, you mean the dehydrated onions? Like, yeah, sure, whatever. I want those. <laughs> Instead of the real ones. Because those real onions on the quarter pounder, that's like, hey, do you want heartburn? Well, come get this. So I, I go to hydrated onions. So anyways, that's what she orders. We get our food. We're pulling away. She takes a sip of her drink. It's like, oh, they gave me regular Coke. Oh, no. It's like, well, so what? Just drink. It's like, well, I wanted something to be healthy. Oh, well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like you're eating a double quarter pounder, you're eating more food than I am. You can and you're, make the and argument, you're, and you're worried about diet coke. You could make the argument that the aspartame is worse. Well, yeah, I mean, than arguably, the, sugar. the sugary regular coke is healthier. I don't know. Well, let's just leave healthy out of this. <laughs> There's no better for your brain. You know, you do you want to know? Let's my just name? leave the brain out of this too. <laughs> Listen, do you want to know my name in 50 years? <laughs> let's stay off the diet drinks. It's that simple. Yeah. Well. There you have it. I'll Fast never. food 101 yeah. for the first 15 minutes. I hope you're still around. We promised we were going to get better. Oh, yeah. By the way, this we are still going to play the uh, third episode of The Supreme. My favorite of all time. Really? This is your favorite? Like, out of every season, uh, every episode there could be, yes. this is it. Yes. It's got my favorite line. It's got some of my favorite moments. Mm. Brendan Fallone dies. Well, we know how I feel about him. Yeah, and uh, should make it one of your favorite, too. <laughs> um, yes, across the board... One of my favorites. Well, uh, so we don't keep talking about, you know, greasy spoons. Let's let it roll, and uh, and we'll see where, where things go from here. Uh, Quick since- note, interruption. Uh, we're not going to try to break this down play by play. No, nobody wants that. No one wants that. We're going to talk about themes, mores, what we find most interesting about this episode, how it applies to kind of a more contemporary setting. <laughs> Um, that sounds too lofty. We're gonna end up talking about. Well, we just spent fifteen minutes talking minutes. about fast food. I think we we need to aim for lofty. <laughs> okay, we can. Yeah, we'll aim for the moon, land somewhere in the stars. Yeah, yeah. No, we are trying to be famous here. The so. feedback that I got from our first two episodes, from the select few that have listened to it, uh, was that they liked the uh, the lack of professionalism mm. and the authenticity. My wife especially said that she liked that we weren't doing a play-by-play of The Sopranos because nobody really, nobody wants that. We tried. We tried that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the concept, but really this show is just here to keep us on track, keep us, uh, and, and, you know, depending on what, what shows up on the screen, we'll di- you know, that can dictate what we end up talking about completely unrelated to the show. Uh, 
Yeah, speaking of which, do you want to do your intro music again? No, I'm not going to do the intro music okay. here. But I do want to mention that. Uh, at some point, we are going to try to get some intro music on the front end and the back end of the show. And uh, now that we are a good 17 minutes in, I just want to take this time to ask everyone to please subscribe. And if you're listening <laughs> to this, uh, we are on iTunes. Uh, found, oh. that, found that out uh, yesterday. A fish. I was supposedly going to get an email, you know, confirming whether or not we got on. That never happened, but I just looked up this pod thing of ours on iTunes, and it's uh, right there. Favorite part? It's got an E next to it. Explicit. <laughs> well, you have to, if there is a curse word, you have to tell them. So uh, I know I said fuck at least once. Um, fuck. <laughs> I've been asked to say it more. Well, no, it's just we. I've said either you got to ramp it up or I got to tone it down. <laughs> but, you know. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, have you met my mom? <laughs> it, it's in the family. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so we're on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud if you want to do that. You can message us on SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com backslash... Uh, black slash black slash interesting it's either you know what I'm honestly I don't remember it's either backslash this pod thing of ours or it's TPTO uh, you know what it's TPTO pod TPTO pod and then SoundCloud ahead of that that'll be where episodes go up initially they'll eventually show up on iTunes once they're in that thread you can message us through SoundCloud tell us you know what you do and don't like about the show uh, but save your criticism because we're, we're we don't give a shit don't okay. save it we need it <laughs> We absolutely need criticism. Do we have the... Uh, okay, yeah, we do. We have the uh, the subtitles on. That's gonna, oh, of course. That's going to be a factor. Yeah. So this, uh, as I said, this is one of my favorite episodes. I feel like in the, in, the, in the series, I think it's probably too early to say this is when the show hits its stride. This episode? But I do feel that way. Yeah. I feel like this is when they really start to hone in on their character development. And you see the storyline is so sharp, so crisp. Mm. I don't know. Just my opinion. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I don't remember this episode. You you, you must have watched it recently or you've researched I, you the know, content I, I of it. I went against the rules and did some research and, and looked back <laughs> and, I, and I did a summary uh, review. Mm. Wikipedia, again. Wikipedia. So you know you're getting yeah. the best possible information. <laughs> uh, we should start using Wikipedia in all of our Facebook debates. <laughs> yeah all references come back and there's been so many i don't want to diverge, diverge <laughs> too much well. <laughs> uh, but what a week in social media i know combativeness it. yeah i don't want to i don't even want to get on the topic of of what happened with the shooting and all that but i mean yeah facebook has just been overrun i think probably the busiest uh thread of just stupidity that we've ever been involved with yeah, it, it's tough because the stupid people make themselves sound so smart. <laughs> well, when you use a lot of words mm-hmm. and you blo- and you and you block up what you're writing into multiple paragraphs, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, you you almost completely lose the argument before you even start typing a response. And you say something, but then you say that you didn't, <laughs> like, yeah, for a long time in multiple posts. It's kind of like you know, we have the internet. And so when, I don't know, two years from now, when, when will the 2020 elections start? The campaigns, now. I mean. Well, I mean, the campaign for Donald Trump started the day he got elected, but when do they traditionally start? Because, I mean, he's, he's the only sitting president in recent history to have campaign rallies as the president, like week one of, of being the president. So he's, 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 he's ready ahead to, of the curve. He's ready to campaign now. My point being, when the actual campaigning begins, whenever the, the left chooses somebody, uh, it's, it's like, you know, and I, I'm just using the president here as an example. This is true across the board for, you know, anyone of notoriety. Like, it's like they forget that we have the Internet mm. and we can go back and see, and see things. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, there, there is a recording of you saying, you know, pussy grab. Like, we, you, you can't get around that. Right. <laughs> like everybody heard it. I do wish that wasn't the one everyone came back to. I don't, well, yeah, he said far worse. Well, he has said far worse. That's why 
that's why anytime anybody, any evangelical voter gets on Facebook, I'm like, you've lost all credibility. While we're going down the wormhole, <laughs> I, I was at the, the, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I was at the national title game, as you know. Mm. My beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Don't go down that Losing road. one at the end of Alabama. However, that's not where I'm headed. I was in the stands, and of course. You didn't make a bet with anybody where you had to say, like, roll tight or anything. No, no, you? no. I, I would have done it. I would have just said, no, fuck you. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, I have no scruples. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, but what I... what I, Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what I said. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Eat a dick. But there was a moment in, uh, in the game where I, you know, I was really hyped up. The game was going well. It was just a good game across the board. And I, I believe in my, in my high... And I, I'm very much a guy that when you go to a sports game with me, if it's my team, I'm getting the whole section up. Anybody in my general area will know that I'm yeah. with you and that we are together and that we are... You know, you're gonna it, make it, a little wave, even if yeah, nobody I'm gonna, else. Does I'm gonna it. make a wave, but I'm all, It's like it's like at any sporting event. If you know, it doesn't matter if we're politically not aligned, or oh, yeah. if we're, you know, we don't agree on any one issue, or that if we if we were friends in real life, we probably wouldn't even be friends. That kind of thing. Yeah. But we have this one shared interest, and let's just focus on that tonight. Hey, there's no politics in Dog Nation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <they're>, exactly. <laughs> Go dogs, man. Left or right, don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> but there was a part in the game when I, I think I stood up and I, I said, uh, let's fucking go, which is like my thing. You know, I, yeah. I get, um, I'm in there. No, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know that I just said fuck. Yeah, no, I, I, and, I, I, uh, I believe you have to watch the games alone now because you, you get I, too I into do, it. I do, uh, and <laughs> I, scared, I do. And I do that for other people. You scared people. everyone off. Well, I do that for other people. <laughs> I don't do that. I, 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 I'm saving them. I'm not, you know. We should, we should podcast the games this season. And since I am like... My fear there is it'll, it'll outweigh this one by a lot. I think most people <laughs> would tune into that far more. Yeah, but by me being there, a person who's 100% disinterested right. will maintain some sort of balance. You did send me a nice text post, post-loss post that I appreciated. But anyways, oh, yeah. I was saying, I was in the stadium, and I, like I said, I said, let's fucking go! And I had my hands up, and I'm getting the crowd crunk. And this old-timer with a Georgia hat, <laughs> not not an Alabama fan, turns around and says, you don't got to say fuck, man. There's women present. <laughs> and I couldn't, it took me like... A real second yeah. to, to wait a minute. Like, I know you paid doodles of money. I don't. I don't know how much you paid 50, to be in the stadium. Fifteen hundred at least. At least at the rock bottom. You don't know that I got into the game because for free because I know unbelievable people. But I just you. I can. I'm going to say whatever I want. He could only assume that I paid just as much, if not more. Yeah. But my problem was, and what what I I was so proud of myself because it, it, even though it took me back mm. for a second, I, I was like, wait a minute. And it, all I said to him was like, well, uh, at halftime, a guy that grabs pussies is the president <laughs> of the United States. And you heard it like I heard it. Yeah. Was down there, miss, couldn't, didn't even know the words of the national anthem. <laughs> and you're mad because I'm saying fuck and there's women present. It's 2018. The pussy grabber of the United States of America yeah. is down there. Like, don't. Yeah. And that, it was just, I couldn't believe it. Like, like ask me not to say fuck because you got your eight-year-old kid with you yeah but there were no chill i did all i did all the right proper checks there were no children around well even in that scenario i've heard this uh you know sort of elaborated on on the radio on wsb of all places which is arguably a conservative radio oh, station not, arguably it is it is with, with the exception of the von weather Hessler. team well no von hessler oh he's he's he, no he's <laughs> a libertarian and he's he's a libertarian in name only okay he's, well, it's an argument. He he does more so than anybody else on that show. He does give give it to the Trump administration. All right. And a point enough. that he has made and I've heard made elsewhere is how can evangelical voters, conservative voters tell their kids not to do things that the leader of the free the, you know, the free country does. <laughs> It's like you, you bring up not wanting to say fuck around kids. It's like but kids are learning about the president and and the all the just stupid vile shit he says. They're not missing that. So it's like, that's why uh, that's why I love like when anyone wants to get uppity about morals, it's like, hey, who'd you vote for? All right, well, sit down. <laughs> because, yeah. because you checked your morality at the door at when the you decided door. to vote for him. Even more so for some, you know, douche like Roy Moore. It's like, this guy's got like multiple accusers of being a kid diddler. <laughs> and you want him so you can get a Senate vote? Are you voting with your Bible on this one or just uh, just for the Senate vote? Like, give me a break. I, I, 
But it's I, a tough thing because I, I was so <laughs> proud of Alabama that night. And it's like, yeah. would, I, would I trade it all for a national title over <laughs> Alabama? And the answer is yes. That's, I'm a shit person, but I would trade that and give Roy Moore the Senate seat for a national title. You know what? I, you know, Kirby, you know, he, he, I, I really want Kirby to win it. So, I mean, I know they now have video footage of I him. I must not diddle kids. You must not diddle kids. All right, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk politics. Yeah, even Quick, though we uh, even though we did for what was that like no, ten minutes? No, it doesn't matter. But we're we're now on to the main. Uh, I'd argue maybe the main storyline of this episode with the Hasidim and mm. the uh, the Git the the divorce. Bordum. Yeah, you know. they need Tony to help uh, help get uh, uh, an older uh, Hasidic Jewish man and his son need Tony to. To help them get a divorce for his daughter, because his son-in-law is no good, and okay. uh, and he wants him gone. And he works. Abusive, no less. Yeah. yeah. Quick trivia question: the main older Hasidic Jew here does he look familiar? He does, and I and I I thought this when I watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I don't I can't place him. It's Maury from Goodfellas, the wig. Oh uh, yeah, Maury mm. from Good. Oh, mm. I love I love when his wig falls off. Also, one of our favorite films that we share. I love. You know, speaking film. of Goodfellas, I thought about this. At some point, if we are tiring of The Sopranos, which is not likely, but let's say we're you know thirty episodes in, it's like, eh, I you know I want to do an episode, but I I, I got to get off The Sopranos for mm. a week. We could pivot to a Goodfellas. I was thinking Red Shoe Diaries, but I could uh, <laughs> I, I could pivot towards that. I'm more of a early David Duchovny uh, fascinates I'm me. I'm more of a girl with the pearl earring type, but mm. you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to do. A young no, ScarJo. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a it. Just take it. Take away the actual like what you're seeing here. The the interesting thing about this storyline is that as you, as it, kind of comes together in its entirety, these the Hasidim come to, to Tony to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. Tony solves the problem, and then becomes but, a, but in a way that they deem excessive. Yeah, and they ask him. They they call him. I've created a golem. Yeah, which you hear in some films now, like Inglorious Bastards and others. And when Tony says, you know, being Tony and like most gangsters, <laughs> a total idiot, he says, "What is that?" And he says he puts it in language as "You're Frankenstein. I've created a monster." Yeah, and I think that is a really interesting take as the show progresses because where david chase is really good is is making you love tony yeah to making you feel for tony even though episode after episode tony is doing things that either at worst cost people their lives indirectly well not even at worst because sometimes he does it himself but it's just interesting because he let david chase does not make any bones tony is a monster yeah from from the very earliest of the show starts. The best characters are the bad guys that you love. I mean, arguably, take Deadwood. You should not like Al Swearingen. Nope. Al Swearingen tries to kill a little kid. <laughs> he tries to kill a, a, a little blonde girl who doesn't speak English. <laughs> and just like... Uh, well, she didn't speak English. You know? Daka. <laughs> you know, get him out. But you, I mean, by by all rights, you should not like Al Swearingen because he wanted to murder a little kid to protect himself. But by the end of that series, he's our, he's the best character on that show. There is no better character than Al Swearingen. Because yeah, you hate him and but you love him. But he's so. But that's that's the point. Like Tony's a Tony's a murderer, but we like him. But it's it, you have to once you've seen a thing, you have to draw that line. You have to understand that no matter how much you like him from a character standpoint, <laughs> he is. Evil. Yeah. He is a golem. He is a Frankenstein. Yeah. Like you you have to you have to make that draw that line in the sand and say, yeah, he's likable, he's well written. But at the end of the day. I want to roll it back for a second. There's a scene where uh Polly and, and Silvio just now um start beating up the Jewish son in law at the hotel. And they very specifically pin his head against the counter. Polly picks up the bell that you ring for service. <laughs> And he and he hits him in the back of the head hard with the with the little nipple that's on the top of the bell. Like you probably see it like a good six times. I've I've hit one of those bells before. They're not they're not made of rubber. Like I want to know how that guy's not that doesn't have like six tiny you know quarter inch holes in the back of his head. Is that like 
<laughs> Obviously, it's intended to hurt. They meant to hurt the guy. It was like, you're nitpicking. Well, I'm just saying, like, they. It gets worse. It, it, well, I know it gets worse for oh. him. Oh, yeah, we just saw the, the hand gesture. We just saw the hand motion. Carmella, Carmella. our Ugh. favorite character, with her, you know, 90s tennis mom haircut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carmella, we, we, we discussed this in one of the first two. I can't remember. I just hate her. Well, you the stayed away about, from her the first two. We, like, you, you mentioned you wanted to. You, you didn't want to lay it on too much with Carmella early. You know, I hate Brendan Falone, but I will say this. He can do a pull-up, and uh, I cannot. <laughs> one? Nope. <laughs> I mean, not to say I could either, but not one? No. What, underhanded? I don't know. You got a pull-up bar? No. Well, and I fr- I'm afraid you'd break the crown molding if I tried. <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and say no. Right. Like, if somebody said, hey, I bet you $20 you can't do a pull-up, I'm like, why don't I just give you $20? <laughs> Let's cut out the middleman on this one. <laughs> but I give you $20, and you buy me a beer, and we'll call it even. That's fair enough. <laughs> this is where Meadow and uh, her super attractive friend, Hunter, oh, God. are uh, asking uh, Chris and uh, the ever-cool Brendan for meth so that they can study. It's hard to get into colleges. You have to have a lot of extracurriculars. I think they were Glee Club. Did you have any extracurriculars? No. None? No. no. I, I, in episode one, I talked about how much I hated Chick-fil-A. I hated high school even more. Okay. I, high school started at 8.40. I got there at like 8.35. Okay. I got there as late as I possibly could to get to first period on time. And when that eighth period bell rang, I was the first guy in this car and out of the parking lot. I did not want to be there at all at any point in the day. The highlight was lunch when I got to bullshit with my friends for 45 minutes mm. and dare uh, probably one of the hardest times I've ever laughed. <laughs> I st- it's the kind of, this is the kind of laugh that when you replay what happened in your head, you lose control again. And it's hours later, like, and it's compounded by the fact that it's church laughter because you're in school and you can't laugh out loud in history class, but you're just seeing it over and over again and you cannot stop like you're convulsing with laughter. Enough foreplay. My friend, we've mentioned him on the last one, Adam, buddies in high school. There was a period of time when you could dare him to pretty much do anything. And I, Did you have fries in your high school or French fries like part of the a la carte menu when you would like, go through if you wanted to not get the tray of food, but you get the like you kind of pick and choose what you want? Tater tots. Tater no tots. fries. We had tater tots. We had an a la carte line, so you could go through there. And oh, Roswell. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could assemble any mishmash of food you wanted. You could get the chicken fingers and the fries and throw a burrito on top and a cheese stick, and I'm going to grab a Gatorade, and, you know, $19,000 later, I'm on my way out the mm. door. But because we had fries, we had that orange seasoning salt, the stuff they put on the fries at Zaxby's. Oh, love it. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, usually there was a lot left over in the bottom of the fry tent. <laughs> And somebody at the table dared Adam to uh, make a line out of it and snort it as if it were cocaine. And uh, he did it without <laughs> without blinking. And the, the look on his face when he shot up <laughs> from the table with, you know, a good a good thick bead of seasoning salt now up his nose. He's, he's, he's just gasping and his eyes are blood red. Mm-hmm. And I laughed so hard I peed a little. Nice. And I could not... St- Stop laughing. <laughs> I laughed the rest of lunch along with everybody else at the table and for the rest of the day. I I could not I could not stop laughing about it. Well, while we're having that conversation, I've, I've long told this story because it remains to this day the hardest I've ever laughed. And it also happened in high school. Oh, you know, it was actually the eighth grade. I'm going to backstep here. That one year away. Okay. But uh, Gwinnett County instituted what they called SSR. Silent, sustained reading, Hmm. which meant for, I think it was 45 minutes, no one in the class could talk, no whispering, no nothing. You just had to read a book of your choice, but it had to be a book. It couldn't be, it couldn't be a comic book. It couldn't be a news, but not that we, an eighth grader was reading the New York Times, but. Did you have to do anything to prove that you read? Yeah, you're in, I mean, you're sitting in a chair and 
You could stare at the book and turn but, the pages. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, sure. Did you have to? That was the flaw in the system. You, did you, you have to prove? Because that's exactly what I would have done. I would have sat there and stared at pages and just, you know, pictured the most recent Playboy I had looked at. Well, a key player in this story had <laughs> hacked the system. Hopefully I can get him to subscribe because he would be able to be a, an expert witness to this. <laughs> so uh, our, our teacher's name was Miss Stebler. And let me tell you, Miss Stebler was a hot teacher and she dressed entirely inappropriately i didn't have any of those oh no this was like she was not a 10 because I, I reserve that i think too many people say she's a 10 or whatever or he's a 10 for that matter i just don't mm. think there's that many it's of those 2018 right uh <laughs> or it's a 10 for that matter. i don't know um you she <laughs> yeah uh she's very pretty uh but she was also she had a keen eye for the troublemakers and she kept us on the front rows me uh, and then the middle, uh, so let's, let's keep this in order. There was uh, Brian Wynia, me, and then Justin Johnson mm. and Tony Davis. We were the, the four troublemakers who had the front row of the class so she could really keep an eye on us. Yeah. Uh, and it was silent sustained reading time. <laughs> and if you can remember that order, it will come into factor later of the, the order. So we'll take Brian because he was kind of out of it. So it was me, in the middle was Justin Johnson, and then... Third down was Tony Davis. And Tony Davis was the hacker, like I told you, to your point about did you actually have to read. He would bring a book, but inside, he was one of the first people I knew that was like printing articles off the internet. Mostly Darwin Awards. Do you remember those kind of stories? Mm. About people dying because they did stupid shit? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, he would read a lot of those and we would just crack up. It was kind of weird to think about that now, but these were real stories about people dying. <laughs> but they they were dumb. It was like, well, that's oh. that's the same age that you're like, hey, somebody's got faces of death. Let's right. go over to the house right. and watch it. Which I never did. No, I, I said that either. I did. I, I told a lot of people that I, I had never... seen those things. I, much later on in life that I actually seen any of that shit. But anyways, so there it is. Tony's you know, right there, and then Justin's in between me and him. And I look over at silent sustained reading time, and Justin's got a grape squeeze it. Do you remember squeeze it? <laughs> I do remember. I remember squeeze it and Mondo. Oh, Mondos were okay, but squeeze it's were cooler because they had the faces. Well, I know. Then they were they just... didn't always have the faces. That was like... That was like squeeze it generation two. Then we're on to generation two because this one had a face. But I just distinctly remember that I was parched. I was thirsty. And I, I love, my wife will tell you that I love anything grape, whether it's Fanta, Fago, uh, you name it, I'll drink it. I like Dimatap. You remember being a kid and they give you Dimatap? I, yeah, I, Dimatap was the one medicine. Oh. I'm like, can I have a little more? I enjoyed being sick. If you could, if it involved, if I, if it involved Dimatap, I was Ooh, all in. If I get this kid's cold, I'm going to get some <laughs> Dimatap. Put that shit in a mason jar. Could you just spread a little sparkling water in that? Just bring it on ice. Get uh, some diamond tap, a splash of soda, <laughs> and a shot of vodka. They should do that. We make a shot called diamond tap. With I mean, vodka. shit. There's people drinking scissor out there. Uh, like, let's get some same shit. Let's yeah. get some diamond tap going. So look over. There's Tony Davis. He's got the, he's got the, the, the great squeeze it. <laughs> the official TPTO pod <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> scissor, but with diamond tap. <laughs> <laughs> by Menon. <laughs> so he's got the grape squeeze it. And I, I look over at Miss Stebler. She's preoccupied. And I say, Tony, can I get a little sip of your grape squeeze it? And he was out of it. No, like, no, you're not getting any of the grape squeeze it. There's nothing. I'm not passing it to you. No. And I was like, come on, man, please, please just give me a little. <laughs> and so I can see the look in his eye. He was like, he had, he decided he was going to be gracious. So he passes it to Justin Johnson. Now, keeping in mind, he's keeping an eye on this process the entire time. Yeah. He gives it to Justin. Justin gives it to me. I raise up. Tony's eyeballs are burning over at me. And I take the smallest little squeeze. Is he concerned you're going to put your mouth on it? No, he's concerned it? I'm going to overdrink the, okay. the, the squeeze. So I have a very small, small sip, and I pass it back to Justin. And here is where the story really became interesting. Justin looked over at Tony and saw a slight moment of distraction. <laughs> and assumed that he could grab a quick squeeze, you know, a tax, if you will, yeah. for passing it down. He gets it to right here, and this is where I'm going to stop for a second and give you a brief description of, uh, of Justin Johnson. He was the guy that was the first person I knew that put frosted tips in his hair. Mm. He wore Tommy Hilfiger shirts, and I think he had the first pair of cargo shorts I'd ever seen. <laughs> I mean, that was him. Did he have the uh, ball bearing necklace? No, but he did wear uh, the the uh, puka shells. I mean, this guy was the epitome of everything that we make fun of now. Yeah. Then. Yeah. And uh, he was, I never forget, he had a white Tommy Hilfiger shirt and he was a little crunchy 
bleached blonde <laughs> hair. But when he got to squeeze it up, Tony looked over, spotted it. And when I turn, I see Tony's hand coming over. And he didn't, I don't know if it was on purpose. I, that's why I would love to get him on the podcast. Say, <laughs> like, what was your idea there? But instead of just grabbing it and saying like, no, and pulling it back, he squeezed it. <laughs> like he was going to say, I'm going to punish you yeah. for trying to get this tack. Oh, yeah. And the single, it was like slow motion. That straight, it was seriously like a, <laughs> a straight line of grape squeeze. It hit Justin Johnson just above the nose, square on the forehead, and cascaded into his bleach blonde hair, onto his brand new Tommy Hilfiger shirt. I'm the only one that's seen this. And what, what, it, that alone wasn't what made me literally like yourself piss your pants. It was the look on Justin's face like he really couldn't be mad. <laughs> do you know? Like, you know, he knew, like, not to do that, not to mess with Tony. And that was that. And then the funniest part was, that, again, no one had seen it. I start to piss my pants, literally piss my pants, laughing, <laughs> fall out of my chair laughing. All these other people have been reading books. They have no idea. They think I'm crazy. They're studying. They're, they're, they're doing the right thing. And they've yeah. gone on to colleges and careers <laughs> that I don't have. And I get sent out. She makes me take my desk. Hey, they may have a college degree and a career, but you did get a sip of that squeeze it. I did, I did get a sip of that. <laughs> she made me go outside into the hallway, sit out there with my desk, which I'll never understand why I had to carry my, my desk outside. I'm still laughing so hard that other teachers are coming out in the hall to see what the commotion is. Mm. Finally dies down, and then it ramps right back up when she sends Justin to the office to go get a change of clothes, and Tony's right behind him with a pink slit, which means you're in trouble. <laughs> so that to this day, I totally, that was on my our first date. I told my wife that story that, yeah. that to this day is the hardest I've ever laughed. I think some of the hardest laughs, period, took place in high school. Uh, and, and a lot of them with my buddy, Adam, we got, we got kicked out of, uh, uh, oh crap. What's it called? It's, it's, it's the ninth grade history course. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Po po I don't know. Something, something politics. Who the hell knows? It's, it's social studies, but, uh, the teachers drawn a map of the United States and, uh, as as he draws Florida, my buddy Adam turns around to to me and says, "I like Florida because it looks like we're pissing on Cuba," which is a <laughs> stolen line. I think it's I think it's George Carlin or maybe Gallagher. It's probably Gallagher. I hope it's Carlin. I think it's Gallagher. Interesting. Which makes me die die laughing. And then we both got simultaneously kicked out of the class and and uh, locked in a in a little mini. Uh, I won't call it a closet because there was a table in there, <laughs> but we had to sit in there and write an apology letter. And, uh, and I remember just scrambling to get words on the page and then, and then our coach slash teacher opens the door, tells us to get out. And when I go to hand him my, my, uh, my apology letter, he's like, what's that? Like, it's the thing you told me to write. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get that shit out of here. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you dick. You dick. I sat in here panicked. By the for way, can we, we go back a second? Tony's. Tony's Russian mom. girlfriend. Oh, yeah, I know. She's the best. She's the best girlfriend he'll ever have in the series. By oh, far. Not even close. In in terms of looks, she's the best. She's stunning. I wonder why does she never get any She's I a little seer in She's a little else. loopy, you know, but that's part of her character. As an actress though, I would have thought this would have been a, a, just a straight launching launching board. Well, I mean, what do you what have you seen Polly Walnuts in? But yeah, but he's old. And he doesn't look <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't look like her. <clears throat> That's I true. Just, he, I just would have thought he, she would have landed so many other roles. Even if she, I don't even know if she's really Russian. She sounds good enough. Yeah. Know. You know, I do like her one-legged cousin. She's, oh, she's, so did Tony. Yeah, I know. Uh, she's also very pretty. Uh, she is, and she's got a she's got a cool she's got a good head on her shoulders. She's got like a, a realistic look at, on life. So somehow it went from extracurricular activities to the funniest things in high school. But I will say this: uh, the scene we're watching now is is, what, is where I told you earlier that my favorite single line. Um, from the entire series comes from they, they they're beating up the uh, Hasidim son-in-law the 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 crew that is Polly Silvio and they've called Tony in because yeah. the guy's not taking any yeah the son-in-law will not give he will not give his ground. wife a divorce without without a get and uh, and he will not do it they've beaten him up they've thrown him in the back of the car they're threatening his life he doesn't care. But and, he, and, and what he's saying to them is that as as Hasidim as as Jews, you know, we we've basically outlived 
the Romans. We've outlived, the, you know, everything that's come against them, which is true. And he says, you know, here we, here I am. Where are the Romans now? And there's Tony saying, "I'm right, mother. I'm right here, motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> which is so. It's so true. Uh, you could trace the, as a person who loves history, which some of you may not know, you can trace the history of, as we've called it, this thing of ours, or as they did it. Uh, the the mob, La Cosa Nostra, straight back to Rome. Yeah, I mean it's it's as it's as Roman as it gets, and it's just interesting that t- they would be able to write that kind of storyline. And of course, he, Tony calls his friend Hesh, also Jewish, who is a Jew, and he gives him great advice. He says, "Well, if <laughs> he may want to go see God. He might be all right with dying." Yeah, he's all right <laughs> with dying, but he's not going to be okay with living the rest of his life without uh, fin- some finishes bris. Yeah, finishes yeah. bris. <laughs> Which is perfect. It's like, yeah, okay, you, you're you're not afraid of dying. How do you how do you feel about going Living. through life with uh, with a pee hole that's flush with your you know your mons? <laughs> that's a lovely pair of balls. <laughs> it's a shame it doesn't come with the other accoutrement. <laughs> yeah, I gotta sit down to pee because it just kind of comes out of my body. But you know what? I'm still married. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give him the get. Because I'll be damned yeah. if I'm going to give him the get. I no. hate my father-in-law. I hate my wife. <laughs> I can no longer experience joy or sexual pleasure. But I win. <laughs> it's the principle. I'll live dickless. Oh, just, just pee, pee right out of the mons pubis. I can't even imagine. Just, you got to keep the hair short. Think about getting it yourself into a situation. <laughs> This, I often think about this when I, when I watch this show. Because we, we live white bread lives. We live straightforward, straight lace, get up, go to work, mm. jobs. We live that way. Can you imagine where you make one, like you just, it's like you're riding on a highway and, and you're straight and narrow and you know it kind of sucks, but you're on that highway and then you think, maybe I'll just try something different. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll put a bet on a football game. <laughs> I know I know it's not probably right. I know I'm gonna have to deal with some shady characters. So you, you take that exit. Yeah. Right? And you get off that exit and it's kinda dark. There's one gas station and then it just goes way south, way wrong, and you find yourself in a position where you got men like Tony Soprano <laughs> and Polly Walnuts with bolt cutters around your dick and your balls. And you ask yourself, like, how in the world? Yeah. Can you imagine that? And then yeah. in that situation? No, I can't. And I you know I the idea of getting rich quick off of a football bet sounds great, but I, I wouldn't even know where to start. You're probably better suited than those who think they do know. It's kind of like a kind of like when a guy, and this is not, I'm, sorry, I'm not trying. I know it's 2018, but it's kind of like when a guy's filling out his uh, his NCAA tournament bracket, yeah. and he doesn't really want, he doesn't know enough, or he just doesn't care enough. He just wants to be a part of the office pool. Yeah. So he goes to his wife or his you know, his girlfriend and says, "You pick the teams," and she's like, "What color are they?" <laughs> and he, she just only goes by selecting the color and yeah. he picks and wins it's yeah. like that you, you're better suited not knowing sometimes yeah well, no I would agree I'd who prob- do you think would win uh, Penn State or, or uh, North Carolina well I love I went to spring break in, North, in Myrtle Beach once that's South Carolina <laughs> ooh, the, but that's close ooh their colors they're light blue and white I love that combination <laughs> what's their mascot garnet and gold what's oh their mascot a tar- what's a What's a Tar, a tar heel? heel? What is that? Yeah, but you're better suited, I think. But that, I've often wondered that because you know you see like there's episodes forthcoming where a guy, a straight laced guy, owns a a sporting goods store, you know, lives in a great part of New Jersey, and, or and Robert and, Patrick, and, and, yeah, and also didn't succeed in killing John or Sarah Connor, <laughs> and, and you know, and there he is, and he tries to get into this poker game, and you know, Robert Patrick in real life is a biker. That sounds right. He's part of I think they're called like the the booze hounds or something along mm. those lines. You could Google it, but there he's, he's like a leg- pass on that Google. He's uh he's the president of his chapter and they're a biker gang for lack of a better word. That's I think as old, if not older than the hell's angels. And that's like a thing that he does outside of acting. I get it. I guess that kind of like camaraderie, yeah, I don't know. Like the Hell's Angels, the Mafia, all this. It, it looks cool on TV, but I, I know myself well enough to be like, eventually I'm going to be sitting around with with the dudes in my crew and be like, I'm kind of tired of hanging out with you guys. Like I kind of, <laughs> I kind of just want to do something else this week. Like I know we're supposed to kill that guy oh, and like and, Sturgis again and steal those guns, <laughs> but like I'm not kidding. My hands are getting numb from all the vibration on the on the bike. Like. 
We could we take a van to the next thing or our shit? Let's let's like rent a limo <laughs> or steal a limo and 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 force a driver to drive us. Yeah. I don't know at gunpoint. Can we Uber to this one? Can we you just know, uh, and Uber X? Yeah, we'll get an Uber X. I mean, you know, and I know we're all about the late night drinking and then we and then the blow to stay up and keep going. But like, I've got a headache that won't quit. Do you think Sons of Anarchy like <laughs> it's like you know when the Sopranos started? Gandolfini got a lot of calls. From true life wise guys saying yeah. he wouldn't do this or you should do that, and he was open to listening. You think Sons of Anarchy was the same way? Were they getting calls? Oh, I think so. Because as a matter of fact, there's there's um, characters on that show who, like in minimal roles who were Hell's Angels. Huh. Uh, uh, I forget his name in the show, but there's a guy who who talks through a, a voice box because he's from smoking, and uh, he's sorry, I'm I'm not burping out loud. He uh, he was a hell's angel. There's a couple of uh, guys on that show who were at one point in time hell's angels. How they're how they've gotten permission to be on a show and and uh, dramatize it, I don't know. But uh, there's some legitimate stuff. Were they there. reformed hell's angels? Were they? They're just, I guess, retired. Retired. They're old. <laughs> it's like you know they get a pass. Like he killed enough guys. Uh, like Bacala's dad in, in the upcoming yeah, seasons. Yeah, like he gets here. A, he gets a pass. He's 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 old school, but that's a show that we'll never make a podcast about because as entertaining as it was to watch, it's not a very good show. I have never seen an episode. People say I should just watch it, and I just don't. I've I seen the entire series, and it's ridiculous. Mm. It's entertaining, but it's ridiculous. And I love to make fun of it because after every. Uh, after every scuffle that the that the uh, sons of anarchy get into, when the fight is over, one of those dipshits inevitably like gets up and looks around and is like, "Hey, are we whole?" <laughs> like, is that like just ep- no episode dead. for episode? It's like, no. Bobby took one in the shoulder. It's like, all right, let's get him to the hospital. Make sure nobody calls the cops on this one. But every ep- are we whole? Are we whole? Are we whole? And it drives me. It's like, all right, okay, guys, that's enough of that. It's their call sign. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Do. <laughs> I don't know. But again, also, I, the whole premise of that gang on that TV show is that they run guns. They buy guns from the Irish. Okay. To sell Wait to a minute, the Irish for real. Yeah. Interesting. I'm telling you, it's not a good show. It's like the inverse of Boardwalk. The Irish wanted the guns and traded the whiskey. They they buy they get guns from the Irish because they have an Irish heritage and i'm not gonna go into that either <laughs> okay they, they take the guns and they sell them to the niners which is a black street gang and they also sell guns to i believe the mayans which is a hispanic biker gang yeah, I'm whose aware of them. sworn enemy is the niners oh and true gun runners these gang members are in constant need of new guns mm. Like, like you're like, you're like 30 episodes in who knows what season is like, Hey, we need more, uh, we need more Glocks and tech nines. It's like, you do realize that the guns that you bought from the sons of anarchy a month ago, they have magazines that you can take out and you can put more bullets in them. <laughs> you don't, you don't have to keep buying guns over and over. I don't again. have to play devil's advocate here, but I imagine it's just like <laughs> anything else. They're getting the guns wholesale and they're probably flipping them one by one on the street to make profit. Yeah. The, the point being, how many guns do two small Southern California street gangs possibly need to buy on a regular basis? Mm. It's like, hey, I bought uh, I bought those 100 AKs from you last month. I need 100 more. Why? Well, we're stepping up our war with the Mayans. Like, you do realize that there's only like 50 of those guys. Mm-hmm. And you did buy <laughs> 100 AKs like six weeks ago. They traded them in for meth you, and coke and strippers. You could put more bullets in them. They're, they're still good. Mm. Even after the bullets ran out of the one that I gave you, you could put more into it. Sure. That's, that's the beauty of, of semi-automatic weapons. <laughs> but yeah, don't watch the show. It's, it's, it's not really worth it. And you'll get sucked in just like I did. And, and then you'll watch the whole thing and you'll be like, Ugh. No, I don't think so. I'm just not going to do it. It's just not my style. It's just, it's irritating. I find I like shows with some kind of... I say that as we, we've chosen The Sopranos just because I do like <laughs> it. But I do like a show that has some kind of historical background. That's why I love... Peaky Blinders. That's why I love Boardwalk Empire, Rome. I don't know if you ever saw that two. I did two see Rome series. I did see Rome, uh, which uh, again is basically this show. My favorite temporarily. My, it's been a long time since I've seen Rome, but my favorite part 
of Rome is uh, what are what's the the red haired guy's name and his sort of best Titus Pulo is his best friend and the Lucia, big guy Lucius Verinus is, is that's the right. guy that you're talking about. They're giving each other uh, the big guy. What's the big guy? Titus, Titus Pulo. He's given the other dude Lucius. Lu- he's given Lucius some sex advice. Oh yes, yes, yes. I love <laughs> I love the cluelessness of this. <laughs> Because he's he's basically giving her him advice on how to please his uh, how to please his wife, and he's it's something very generic, <laughs> as far as as far as how the female body works. And when he and when he says it, Lucia's like, "How do you know this of her?" It's like, <laughs> it's like, buddy, this is this is this is going to be true of all women. Yeah, that's not. I didn't. Not I didn't not your before. wife in particular. That being said, Titus Pulo probably he might have. So you he never did, know. He did quote-unquote, fuck most of Rome. And, uh, when they're coming back into the city in the first episode, it's actually my favorite quote. He's like, I'm going to drink all the wine and fuck all the cunny in the city. And you're just like, I like that show right there. I was like, oh, I'm in. I like Titus Pulo. Yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's in... Uh, by the way, in the if you're following on the show, Chris just shit his pants because <laughs> the Russian... Mob, just to get back to the Sopranos, the Russian mob was called in to give him a scare... For break or for hijacking so many of Conley's trucks that, uh, but but he's convinced that it's yeah. because he had supplied drugs to Meadow and he gets back to extra. We've circled back to oh god, oh. that's a tight shot of Cacciatore there. <laughs> She's just, I uh, I guess um, uh, Miss, please subscribe. If you're listening. <laughs> you know we're, what's her first name? Again? I don't know Hunter. Hunter Skankarelli. I don't even know what they. Yeah, Chris. Chris and Brendan have Sold robbed it. have robbed uh, Conley Trucking one too, many one times, too many times, which is Uncle Junior's, you know, unofficial trucking company. And so Chris thinks that he's going to get whacked for giving Meadow Soprano speed, when in reality it's retaliation for continuing to steal uh, from Conley Trucking. Conley Trucking, the same uh, the same heist that brought us all those beautiful suits from uh the last episode yeah the ones that steve harvey would wear as a joke <laughs> as you mentioned which i stuck with me because it was, was that's so the fun. that was that was probably the line of that show i think yeah. that was episode one that we did that it might have been i think it was but it, it's just funny because i was watching i i came home one day and a little bit of a rerun from family feud was on i was like it really is a perfectly constructed line <laughs> because some of the, the suits he's wearing are just ridiculous but this gets back to the extracurriculars here because you got meadow you know, singing in the choir. I did that. I, I was in the, I was in the band or band for sixth to eighth grade. I was in the choir from fifth to sixth grade. Um, I was in chorus in eighth grade. That's like, what it was. I said choir. It was chorus. Yeah. I it was against. It was against my will too. My best friend in eighth grade, Randy, was dating a Mormon girl named Emma, who was in chorus, <laughs> and she begged him to join chorus so they would have a class together. And then he begged me to join chorus with him because he knew well enough to know that they're not going to get to sit next to each other because you get arranged based on gender and, and your, your vocal range. So he begged me to join chorus with him so that he had a guy friend in there. And I think it was the second day of class that she dumped him. And I was like, you mm, dick. And you were in. It's like, did this for nothing. Any good songs? Anything no. stick out? We no. had one. For those that listen, I know that some of you, if I can get you to listen, you'll remember. It was, uh, I think it was sixth or seventh grade. You know what? No, it wasn't. It was fifth. Mm. It was a song. It was right around the time of Jurassic Park being really a monster. Does everybody just after. go, na, 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 <laughs> no, na, na, it, no. It, it wasn't any uh, John Williams scores. <laughs> it was a song called Jaws of the Jurassic. Don't know this. And it, it was just, a, it was, ba- they literally just said, all right, get as close as you can to John Williams and we'll add some shitty, some shitty vocals. <laughs> and I can give you a little tip. It was like, Jaws of the Jurassic World. I mean, it was like this whole, it, but the thing is, it was bad, but you felt so cool because Jurassic Park was big. Yeah. You know, it was like, you had, I think it was right before the second one was coming out. Which that's a whole other argument. Do you think the second Lost World is good? I do. I love Jeff Goldblum. I'm just well, yeah, being honest. He's the, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. It's really, really good. It's just personal. I know it's not the same movie. It's not you know. It's, Vince Vaughn's in that one too. Yes, very early. Yeah, I believe he dies from the tiny dinosaurs. He does not die. 
Vince, Vince Vaughn doesn't Vince die? Vaughn does not die in that film. No. Is it the second one or the third one? By the way, the Sopranos episode has ended. <laughs> We've transitioned on to Jurassic Park. We uh, we didn't talk too much. And about Vince the Vaughn, if you want to subscribe, we would love it. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the third one then. There's it's either the second or the third Jurassic Park where you see two T Rexes and they actually bite a guy in half and pull him apart. That is the second one. And it's they, the second one. Eddie. That was the the kind of the. Um, uh, he was in charge of all the maintenance of all the toys. So mm. that was a big deal for Mercedes. My father was working at Mercedes at the time, and in, the, in that show, they were just rolling out the M class, and that was the vehicles they had. Those big trailers yeah. they were towing yeah. were were being towed by M classes, which were the first Mercedes to be made in the United States in Dothan, mm. Dothan, Alabama. For now, those in Dothan, I, please do subscribe. I had a uh, I had a teal Mercedes Benz hat that came from your dad. Yeah. Yeah, those were the M class, and Eddie was in charge of the maintenance, and and knew all about the stuff. And he saved their life. He pulled the, he got one of those M classes and slid through the mud to pull the trailer back up after the T Rex. Because remember, they had the little baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the mom and dad show up, and they're like, you know, pissed because <laughs> they have the baby. The whole storyline is ridiculous, but I love Jeff Goldblum, and that's really all that matters, and that's why I do like the Lost World. Well, yeah, they were like, let's take uh, let's take this character from movie number one and we'll build a whole new movie around him mm-hmm. and, and you know and remove dr grant completely and, and, and Ellie. uh yeah well, what's her real name laura laura dern, dern. she was yeah. married to ben harper for many many years they have children i didn't know that mm-hmm. she was in uh the recent uh, reboot of um the uh oh my brain's not working <laughs> That's what it's called, or is that <laughs> now? Laura Dern featured in my brain. The Kyle McLaughlin show. The uh, oh, I'm, I'm so mad at my Twin Peaks. Yeah, she's she's, been, in, she's actually gotten quite a few roles. She was in Star Wars, the most recent Star Wars. The one that's kind of still in theaters. Yeah, the one, uh, the Force, not the Force Awakens, but the, the Last Jedi. I haven't seen it. Is it good? Pretty good. Uh, it got a lot of hype. I did. It got a lot of hype, and then it got shit on a lot. Yeah. It's like anything else. A buddy of mine says it's the best he's ever seen. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm no fan of the Holy Trilogy like uh, that. Have, I love Star you, Wars. Have you but... seen Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> See, now that's a whole other conversation we could have. I read some some fan theory of the day, and I'd love to get as many nerds on here as possible, but that Jar Jar was actually a Sith Lord. And if you watch that movie again, mm-hmm. it starts to kind of make some sense. There, There is... I'm, I'm not a Star Wars nerd by any means, but I, I do... Uh, follow Nerdist on Facebook, and there is speculation out there from some that Jar Jar, somehow or another, is Snoke. Huh. Well, I don't, I don't know how that. Don't comes think together. that I don't. Yeah, I don't see that. But well, I also don't want to go too far down this wormhole. We have finished this episode. That is my favorite. Um, favorite episode of The Sopranos. Yeah, not Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I think we—you heard a lot here. We had the, the squeeze it story. We had the, the snorting uh, sea salt or, or seasoned salt. Seasoned, I should say. Yeah, seasoning salt. The the orange powder. The orange. It's really orange good on powder. fries. You really can't overdo it with that. No. Well, it's, you can when you snort it up your nose. They <laughs> had a little bit of everything, but uh, you want to wrap us up here? Yeah, I think we can go ahead and tie this one up. This is uh, this has been this pot thing of ours, episode three. We're going to probably roll on into episode four here in a sec. Please uh, like, subscribe, listen, download, follow, comment, review. If you don't like it halfway through, skip to the next one. <laughs> Give us another chance. They're not all going to be winners. No. So, you know, it's just... it's. it's but the- just remember, we're always just one beer away <laughs> from really, really entertaining. <laughs> all right. TPTO. Out. out.